Hey guys, welcome to another episode of So What, the MGPS podcast. Today we're going to talk about Formula One in 2020. My favourite moments. Now, this is probably overdue, long overdue, but there's so much we can talk about in the year. And I want to start and talk. I want to start off with Australia. Now, I was preparing to get up early for that race, get up early for free practice one and free practice two on that Friday. I remember the moment uh, McLaren had a member who tested positive for coronavirus. I remember when it happened and McLaren withdrew. That was a bit of a shock moment. It happened so quickly. And then the news came, I got it on my phone, that the Grand Prix had been cancelled. That was a big shock. And Australia had so much potential, we were going to see what was going to happen. And I think that would have been a really good race. We would have had the Rocket Williams racing livery. Um, We would have had the toothpaste livery. Um, We would have had a lot happen. And we obviously knew, but I thought Bahrain would have happened. But because of how quickly the virus spread, it was a bit of an odd one. And it was very unusual, but it was the right thing to cancel cancel it. It was going to have a crowd and it was bound to spread. And Australia, uh, obviously this year, in 2021, has been already been postponed. But that is because the country is very, very strict. Stricter than the UK at the moment. But we are set to go to Australia in November. The last time we went to Australia late in the season was 1995 in Adelaide, in which Damon Hill won the race for Williams. Um, then, obviously, that race got cancelled. But... Then we all thought Bahrain was going to happen. Bahrain already said we're going to do it without a crowd. So majority of us assumed it was going to go ahead. Then we got the news that the following races all have been cancelled. So I think all the races up until Baku got cancelled or postponed, as I may remember. And when that happened, it was obviously, oh, what are we going to do? And then Veloce um, did not the GP. And I remember that. They got Will and E involved and also got Lando Norris in. And obviously, Velo- that was the first time I've really engaged with it. And Veloce really gave a name for themselves in this, obviously, during the pandemic. Um, and then obviously, the F1 launched, launched a virtual GP. So we had not the GP, then the virtual GPs. So we had a lot of esports events going on. And gradually, that filled up the time. So we had F1 drivers on Twitch Latifi, Albon, um, Verstappen, um, Russell. Norris, Leclerc, I think I'm missing someone. Pierre Gasly, to a to a tiny bit, but um, we did have a lot of F- people streaming on Twitch. And in the virtual GPs, we did, got a lot of drivers like Valtteri Bottas did it to um, did it for Mercedes at one point. But Williams had obviously the whole lineup. But we had a lot of people doing the doing these um, esports races, and they were pretty good um, to be watching. Um, as a um, and yeah, it was such a just amazing experience to enjoy. Um, so we had that gap, and obviously we Monaco then got official announcement cancelled. So we got announcements that a lot of the tracks have been cancelled. So it was not a re- not really much of a surprise um, that it got cancelled. A lot of the street circuits, like Zandvoort, got cancelled because. Um, it, it only makes sense if it was going to go on with a crowd um, but yeah that filled up our gap one of my favourite moments was um, in the virtual GP when um, Charles Leclerc called um, Ian Porter the golfer 
Yan. That, that, that was really funny. Um, and obviously then he's like, I'm going to come on your camera, that's impressive. Also, we need to talk about Al- Alex Albon making the strange noise. Like, I remember it was in a spa in the Assetto Corsa Competizione, and um, he was um, he was going through all the corners, and he was like this, <laughs> and then everyone was like, Alex, are you shitting yourself? Um, it was pretty good, it was hilarious. Um, it was moments like that which made it funny, and obviously George proved his worth um, by winning a lot of the virtual GPs. Um, then we also had a lot of esports races at the same time. Virtual 24 Hours of Le Mans is another moment, I should say. Um, I remember speed broadcasting it myself, reacting to it. So we had a lot which was going on. Now, um, let's talk about um, the next one. Let's talk about Austria. Now, Austria, first race, we'd all got so excited. Me and Darshal were talking all about it. We had the months of sim racing when Austria came. McLaren, McLaren, that did, the whole weekend with Koik. Lando, there was something in him which we had not seen in a long time. So McLaren ended up qualifying P4. But I remember the whole weekend, it was just so much anticipation. Obviously, the calendar at that point was um, Austria, Austria, so the Syrian Grand Prix. So Austrian, the Austrian Grand Prix, Syrian Grand Prix. Then we had Hungara Ring. Um, then two, the two Brit, um, Silverstone races. And then I think it was Catalonia. Um, it was Catalonia, Spa, Monza, and that was, that was the first eight races. So obviously FIA Formula 2 and FIA Formula 3 were supporting the races. But yeah, we had a lot. And the thing is, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Like, and somebody could have easily got COVID. And that did happen with Sergio Perez. But Austria, I remember the race. So many retirements. Um, I remember, I think, let me find the highlights. I can't remember. I haven't, I just remember a lot. So the first retirement, to my knowledge, was obviously Verstappen. And he struggled to get the, um, he, he had an engine glitch. And that engine glitch was a problem. So I'm going to put the highlights on now. But, but if I look and, um, Obviously, I remember that. I remember the beginning. Um, let's talk at the beginning of the race. So, the staff um, started on medium tyres. And Norris almost overtook him, but with temperature. So, by that point, we had... Um, it was the lineup with the... Um, by the... I can't speak, but... Um, it was Bottas, Verstappen, and Norris. But there was a massive gap between Bottas and Verstappen. But, um, obviously, Verstappen ended up getting the tyres around. But that was the first race I can say Alex Albon was really close with the rest of the pack. And I didn't think the Ferraris were that bad, but they were. The staff and then um, Hamilton, also Hamilton got a grid penalty very, very late for um, speeding under yellow flags. And then it was lap 11 for for staff and had an engine problem. And he couldn't something was going on he got anti-stall and he obviously got stuck I think Verstappen would have won that race but I also remember that um, it was lap 31 um, Vettel spun 
So we had the staff from Ricardo Stroll and Magnussen who retired. Magnussen with a bit of problems. Stroll with a um, Stroll um, with an engine problem. I remember George Russell. He retired with a gearbox issue. Nothing to do with the Mercedes power, but a gearbox. Um. Russell would have scored points, and then. And it was that 55. Russ, we had six cars retired. And then it was safety car because Kimmy's wheel fell. It wasn't a massive crash, his wheel fell off. Look, there's a clip there. But Austria was such an interesting race. <laughs> so we had his wheel coming off. And then obviously it restarted. Um, Albon had the fresher tyres, and he's 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 about to overtake Hamilton. I think Albon could have won that race, but when you think about how consistent he had been that whole year in 2020, later on, I don't think he would. So he clearly he clearly had the space, but Hamilton couldn't see him, and then they spun again. One of the lines was Martin Brundle said, Alex, just be patient. Yeah, that is true. He And then his line, I'm, he's such a sore loser. That was a bit debatable, but um, but that's things happen. So the lineup at lap 64 was Bottas, Hamilton and Perez. I don't know where Leclerc got the pace, but he did. And then all of us, this, then Hamilton got a penalty. And, the trap, and this is the weird bit. Both Kivia and Albon retire. There was a contact between Norris and, um, Le- and Perez, and this is where the point where he's pushing like anything. But it was, I remember that race because both Mercedes had transmission problems. So, it was a bit of an odd one. Oh. And where was Kvyat? Was te- Alpha Tauri would have had two cars in the point. So he got a puncher, then Albon retired as well. So Latifi was 11th. But the be- Lando Norris was the man of the day, and um, as I'll mention. But Lando was going faster and faster and faster. And um, he was going so quick. Um, he was going so quick, but he was very consistent. And that's what I liked about it. So Hamilton got the penalty, but Bottas won the race, Leclerc was second, and then Norris was on the podium. Yeah, and... You can hear David Croft's voice, Crofty's voice, where Lando Norris is on the podium. McLaren's first time on the podium since Carlos Sainz, but first time physically in the podium. So the lineup, the the uh, Ferrari were the only team apart from Mercedes and McLaren to score two point po- double points. 
Um, AlphaTauri and Red Bull had two cards classified as finished, but not completely. But Norris getting that podium was such a good one. I was a fan of Lando by that point. I'm obviously a fan. I'm obviously a fan of Lando. Let me move on to Styria. And the thing about that was that it was. Um, but we all thought McLaren had the pace, but we they didn't. He loses that place eventually, but. Um, not, but McLaren were quick, and that's. But if it, I, my moment I remember would be both Ferraris retiring, and I was laughing my head off that day because Zarsha's a Ferrari fan, and I'm not a Ferrari fan. And it reminded me of Brazil, but Brazil, there was a lot more tension. This time was just clumsiness. So Sebastian, he just lost rear wing. Then lap five, they retired Charles because too much damage. But I remember they bought they they um, bought the Ferrari upgrades um, a week forward, and I think that was a really bad decision to do. Um, I, I'm I'm yawning, but it was such a bad decision. But uh, both Ferraris are retired in Syria, and it was a I think if I'm correct, Verstappen got. Uh, front wing damage so he ended up getting Bottas overtook him because of the damage um, and and then yeah it was such an um, there are, I think that was the only retirement but La- last lap Lando became a thing so Ocon retired with engine problems but I but yeah it was lap 67 when Bottas overtook Verstappen so a long time but it happened Um, it was a bit of an odd one. Um, Kiv- um, Gasly was down in 15. Kvyat was in 10. So Alphatari did get points that race. Last lap, Lando. But oh, and the last lap, it was between Perez, Stroll, Norris, and Ricardo. That is so tight, lads. You, it's like they caught up to him, and it was like, what the fuck is going on? And then um, he just overtakes him and he's like fastest last lap Lando. Carlos Sainz also got fastest lap that race. So <laughs> Oh he damaged from mine. It's so tight. His front wing's falling off, but... But it was such a good race, and Lando proved this point. Hungary was a different point. Um, Sebastian scored points because he, he, did, he didn't pit again. And... Um, it was oh yeah, and also Hungary noticeable noticeable because of um, the staff been crashing on his um, on his uh, lap to the grid. Um, now when he crashed, that was like oh no. And there's a whole F1 document um, F1 video on this how Red Bull repaired the car in such a tight time, and it's such a good one um, to watch. 
AlphaTauri didn't score points that race, but Hungary was a really interesting race. Latifi, I felt so bad for Nicolas Latifi. Got a puncher in the pit lane. He was up. He was up into um, the points positions. Latifi has been really good the whole season. I just think he's underrated, but he scored points. Also, Haas, um, Haas pit Haas started the, gave Magnussen full wet tires and broke obviously broke one of the regulations by um, coming in the pit lane when you're not allowed to communicate in the pit lane. Obviously, Kvyat was like, "I want to pit for dries," but he couldn't. But that because but um, yeah, Haas scored a point. Magnussen's last ever point in Formula One. So yeah, he scored. That was it, and it was another Mercedes win. It, but it was but Verstappen uh, second, Bottas third, and also the racing points were very quick that weekend. Then we move on to the British Grand Prix. Now that I remember this race a lot because it was broadcast on Channel Four, free to air, all practice sessions, everything was free to go. So we start off the race weekend on Thursday. Co- um, Sergio Perez. Covid test. It was um, it hadn't come back, so Perez tested positive in the end, and there was replacement. I thought Esteban Gutierrez was going to come in. It turns out he didn't have a super license, so they brought in Nico Hulkenberg, who had been out of us, who hadn't, who had obviously been replaced at Renault, and Nico Hulkenberg reunited with his old team um, in, at Silverstone, the team from Silverstone, um, and he did a really good job, but. The whole race weekend, but he didn't start the race. Um, yeah, I remember that race a lot. And then obviously the tire failure—it was a boring race, really. But the tire failures in the end wasn't a boring race. But then not much happened. But the tire failures started to happen, and it was like a repeat of 2013. It was Bottas, Sainz, I think, I think one of the Alfa Romeos, and then Hamilton got it, but Verstappen pitted again, so he had to go in. Get, he had to literally nurse Tyler's home, and it was tight. Um, and Hamilton got the win. Move on to 70 Fellows Grand Prix. Sergio Perez still has COVID 19, so Nico Hulkenberg gets another chance. This time he qualifies P3. Um, and then, um, yeah, he obviously loses it, loses it throughout the race, his position. But Max Verstappen wins the race through tyre strategy, and obviously the difference was tyre compounds were they were too they were softer, so it was like even worse. So they tried to nurse the tyres home, but they all had to try and pit again. I think nobody in that race used the soft tyres apart from Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg finished P7 in the end, got points, and obviously Racing Point that same weekend had lost 15 constructors points. So. For, break, uh, for copying the Mercedes. Um, that was also a good moment. And that was, yeah, and then we go on to Catalonia. I can't remember much because I didn't really watch it, but um, it was, um, I can't remember much, but it was, um, Perez was back, M- Hamilton won with Bottas and Verstappen on the podium. That's what I remember from Catalonia. Um, then we move on to Spa. It's obviously very sad because Ant- a year since we lost Antoine, Hubert. Um, and also, let me repeat in Catalonia, you had the heat problems. The tyres um, were also really, really hot because we don't go Catalonia at this, that time of the year. And it was pretty bad, to my knowledge. Then we move on to Spa, and Pierre Gasly did an amazing job the whole race, 
race weekend. Obviously, Hamilton won with Bottas and Verstappen on the podium. It was a really good race, but not really much action happened. And obviously, I enjoyed the race, enjoyed the racing, but... Yeah, and Ferrari were very, very slow. If I say that again, very slow. As I drink something, but um, Ferrari is slow that race weekend. Alfa Romeo's overtook them. That's how bad it was. And then Pierre Gasly obviously ruined by safety safety car. And obviously, and um, oh yeah, Joe Venazzi's and um, Russell's Russell's crash. That was it. I, to this day, that race could have been red flagged for a bit to clear the debris, but it didn't. And that happened a race later. Monza. The 2020 Italian Grand Prix. What a race. It started with Hamilton dominating, but Bottas losing positions, both McLaren's P2 and P3. The Magnussen's car broke. And then Magnussen, Magnussen, created the best thing. Pit lane closed. Hamilton goes, uh, um, Gasly pits, and then ends up pitting again. I'm just having a look at the. Ooh. Oh wow. Have you seen that? But um then we move it to Monza. Wow. Wow, um, I'm just watching the race today. I'm sorry I'm not talking, but Monza. Just think about it. Um, Hamilton went into pit lane, it was closed, and he ended up. I think it was. Um, Um. 
um, we then talk about let's talk about um, the next race uh, not next race I remember that race so Gasly ended up being P3 with Stroll Stroll didn't pit and the, everyone pitted eventually so messed up the grid then look, the race restarted after safety car and then guess what happened Leclerc puts in the barrier red flags the race Hamilton getting driven out to get this and 10 seconds stop going penalty and then um, then Lance Stroll bottles it the race restart and Hamilton obviously and Gasly overtakes Gasly dominates the whole race well Carlos so basically Sainz um, managed to get ahead of everyone and then um, everyone then Stroll regained so basically it was Hamilton going up and Kimi Raikkonen going down positions and we ended up getting an um, amazing race I was crying at the MP I'm an Alpha Tauri fan I was a fan of Toro Rosso uh, and um, we had an amazing race I was crying I was in tears I still am and it was Pierre Gasly wins the Italian Grand Prix and it was such an amazing moment in motorsport for me um, having literally just having a t- underdog and that meant both Honda teams have won a Grand Prix it co- also had a point who's better Gasly or Albon and obviously as we found out Red Bull prefer Gasly um, obviously because Albon's not in Formula 1 but um, but it was such an amazing moment in motorsport to see that things like that happening I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, I can't believe it really did happen. Um, I'm grateful that most of all we have thing moments like that. Let me move on to Magello, and it was like the red flags race, and it was dangerous. Red flags. Albon, um, both Verstappen and Albon, uh, Gasly got punted off the track. So they were out, and then it was Albon got podium in the end, and the, obviously the red flag race safety car restart. It, it was the speed which was the problem, and Bottas was in, not in the wrong, but it was just it's the way Mugello is. Then we move into Sochi, and the only moment I can think of is Russell, Le, um, Norris, and um, and um, um, Albon fighting. And I remember that. I was laughing, saying, "This is what he's fat battling at Williams." And Gasly just overtakes all of them. And I was like, "Yeah, Gasly is the best one." Then, um, yeah, it was such an amazing moment.
Wow. I'm just looking at that. We move on to Nürburgring. Um, first race is back from the obviously new calendar apart from Magello. I'm just looking at that. And Bottas like, punch a punch in that race. But Nürburgring, Mick Schumacher, Callum Eilat to do the FP1. I remember that. I bought F1 TV. Right. 